All right, good morning. Merry Christmas Eve. All right, kids, where are you guys at this morning? Raise your hands up high. Okay, so two things you guys need to know this morning. The first is that today's our last week of Advent, and we're talking about love. The second thing you need to know is that you guys got a big job today. Your big job is you're going to help us, us grown-ups, understand our passage this morning, okay? You guys up for it? That's not very enthusiastic. Come on, you guys can do this. All right, let's put, put the passage up. Our verse this morning that we're going to work through, kids, is John 3.16. There we go. I'm going to read it, okay? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. All right, let's pray together, and then we'll talk about it. God, we thank you that you so loved the world that you sent your son so that whoever believes in him would have eternal life and not perish. We pray this morning that you would uh, use your spirit within us to, to help us to understand your word together, that we would benefit from it, that, that uh, you would uh, increase our understanding of what you've done for us in Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, kids. So what we're going to do is we're going to break this down. We're going to take it a small section at a time. So go to the next slide, guys. All right, God so loved the world. So kids, what do you guys think this means? What do you think? What do you got, Lucy? God loved us. What else did he love? What does it say that he loved? What do you got, Zeke, or Levi? He loved the world. What does it mean that he loved the world? Lucy, what did you say before? He loves us, right? We're in the world. Liam, he loves everything he made, right? He made the whole world. Evie, he loves the animals he made. So he loves everything in the whole world. But why do you think it says he so loved the world? What do you think the so means? Lucy? He loved the world very much, right? Have any of you ever gone up to your, like, your mom or your dad and you give them like a big hug and you say, I love you this much? Have you guys ever done that? Well, you should do that, right? What, what that means is that you're like trying to show your mom and dad how much you love them by how big of a hug you can give them, right? Right? Jesus here, he's, he's the one that's speaking. He's telling us that God so loved the world. He's saying that God was showing the world how much he loved the world uh, when he did something. So let's figure out what God did to show the world that he so loved them. So guys, put up the next one. This is the next line. So God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So who's God's son? Everybody. Jesus, that is right. How did God give Jesus? Evie? Him being born. What else did, how else did God give Jesus? Liam? Yeah, born by Mary in a manger. 
What did Jesus do after he was born? Lucy? He died on the cross for our sins. What did he do between when he was born and between when he died? Liam? He taught disciples, yeah. Nolan, did you have something? Okay. Kate? He spread the word, right? He, he did a whole bunch of things when he was alive. Like, did he, did he ever sin? No, right? He lived a life of perfect obedience to his father. So he, he sent Jesus to save us. Like, that's how God gave the son. He was, he was born of Mary. He was born in a manger. He lived a life, a perfect life in our place. He died on the cross for our sins. What did he do after he died on the cross? Liam? He rose again, right? So God gave Jesus. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Now let's look at the next part. The next part is going to tell us that what happened because God gave Jesus. It says that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So kids, what does it mean to perish? That's not a word we use a lot, but what does it mean? Evie? To die, okay? Is dying a good thing or a bad thing? Bad thing, right? Not something that we want to happen. What does Jesus say we can have instead of death? Like, what can we have instead of perishing? Okay? Eternal life. Eternal life sounds better than perishing, right? Yes, right? It's way better, right? It's way better than perishing. Eternal life with God is better than death. And what does Jesus say we have to do in order to have eternal life instead of perishing? What do we have to do? Lucy? We have to believe, well, it says believe in who? Believe in him. Who's him? Levian? God. But specifically, who's he talking about here? Who do you think? Jesus. That's right. So he's saying that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus, that whoever believes in Jesus should not perish, but have eternal life. And who does he say can do this? Who can believe in Jesus? What word, what's the word there? Whoever. What does whoever mean? Just say it out loud. What do you think? Anybody. Anybody right? It could be me. It could be you. It could be some guy named Bob that lives down the street, like whoever, whoever believes in him can have eternal life and not perish. Like that's, that's it, right? That's what this verse says. It says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in his only son would not perish, but instead would have eternal life. All right, kids, you want to know something cool? This verse is one of the most famous summaries of the gospel in the entire Bible. And you guys know what it means. You just explained it to all of us. You answered all the questions and told us what it means. God loved the world so much that he gave Jesus so that instead of us getting death, we could have eternal life with him. And all we have to do, all anyone has to do, is believe in Jesus. That is good news, right? That's gospel good news. And so kids, today, you should go home and you should tell your parents about it. You should tell them what you learned about the goodness of Jesus and the goodness of the gospel. 
Okay, now there's one more part that I'm going to talk about with your parents. But if you guys want, you guys can listen along too, okay? All right, grown-ups. The kids got us like 99.99% of the way there. But there's one part that we didn't talk about with the kids. And that's the very first word of John 3.16. We didn't talk about four. Just before Jesus gives this, this most famous summary of the gospel, he says, four. What he's telling us there is that what he's about to say is explaining something that he's said uh, earlier. And so he's saying, telling us uh, that John 3.16, it doesn't, it doesn't just stand on its own, right? It's, it's explaining something else. Just like if we were to read John 3.17, we would see that it be, be, or begins with the word for. It's explaining something that came before. And so the question then is in John 3.16, what is Jesus explaining to us? What is this most famous explanation of the gospel, summary of the gospel, a, an explanation of? So what happens right before John 3.16? Well, listen, as I read, it's the story of this, this old guy named Nicodemus. So I'm going to read John, 1 through 6, John 3, 1 through 16. So follow along. It says, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life." For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So what's happening here is that this old guy named Nicodemus, who's a, who's a teacher of the Jews, he comes to visit Jesus at nighttime, presumably because he didn't want people to see him going to talk to this Jesus guy. And Jesus, in the course of their conversation, tells Nicodemus that if he wants to see the kingdom of God, he has to be born again. Nicodemus is an old man, and that confuses him. He doesn't understand how somebody that's old can be born again. And so Jesus explains to him, this is something that, that has to be done by the Spirit. Nicodemus asks, how can these things be? Like, how can, how can someone, like, he still just, he doesn't understand how this can happen. And Jesus says, 
That as a teacher of Israel, like he should, he should understand these things. Like he should know what Jesus is talking about. And he says that if, if Nicodemus isn't willing to believe him when he talks about earthly things, how would he believe if he talks to him about heavenly things? And then we get verses 13 through 15, where Jesus says, No one, no one has ascended into heaven except for he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. So he says, like, he came down. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And so what's happening here is Jesus is, is answering Nicodemus's question. Nicodemus is saying, how can these things be? How can someone be born again? And Jesus is giving him the answer. He's saying, first, the Son of Man came down from heaven. He was, he was born. He took on flesh. Second, he's saying that the Son of Man, Jesus, is going to be lifted up, just like Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. When he lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, people had to look to that for salvation. Now, Jesus, the Son of Man, is going to be lifted up, and people are going to have to look to him for salvation, so that whoever believes in him would have eternal life. This is what John 3.16 is explaining for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He gave his son to be born into the world, to, to take on flesh, to become like us, to be our substitute, to live a perfect life in our place and to die a death, paying the penalty for our sins, right? And he gave Jesus so that he would be lifted up on the cross to pay the penalty that we should have paid. Why did he do this? He did this because he so loved the world. Because he wanted there to be an opportunity for those who put their faith in Jesus to not perish, but instead to have eternal life with him. And all we have to do is believe. So as we celebrate Jesus' birth tonight and tomorrow, let's remember that Jesus was born because God so loved the world. He sent Jesus. He gave his only son so that there would be a way for us to be born again, so that we could see the kingdom of God, so that we could have eternal life, so that we wouldn't perish. If we would just believe in him, if we would look to him when he's lifted up on our behalf. And so let's celebrate those good news realities as we remember that, that Jesus being born is, is evidence is, is demonstration of the fact that God so loved us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that at Christmas and at Easter and, and every moment in between, we see your love for the world put on display in Jesus. And so we pray that you would cause your spirit within us to, to, to open our eyes and, and, and open our hearts so that we would be able to receive the love that you've poured out on us in Jesus. that as we celebrate Christmas together with our, with our friends and our family, that we would be reminded that you so loved the world. That we would be just steeped in 
the good news that whoever believes in Jesus isn't going to perish, but instead is going to have eternal life with you. Pray that you would help us in our service this morning and in our gatherings throughout the next couple days to remember these glorious truths. It's in your name we pray. Amen.